Welcome to the Single Parent Podcast. Whether you've been a single parent for a while now or have just started on your journey, the Single Parent Podcast is a safe place for single parents to get some great information and resources, hear the stories of fellow single parents, and connect with a strong and supportive community. We want to help you go from surviving to thriving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Single Parent Podcast. We're so glad you guys joined us today. Uh, Christina, how would you tell us who we have sharing their story today? Sounds good. Hey, everyone. We have beautiful Natasha here with us today. Uh, We actually reached out to our single mom community and just asked if anyone was going to be willing to share their story of how they became a single parent. And Natasha willingly was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) We were so excited because it's sort of a terrifying feeling of like, oh, I'm going to share my story. (laughs) I'm going to put it out there publicly. publicly. But something I will tell you, Natasha, is when Christina and I did it, we were really nervous. But after we did it, it's almost like a sense of relief. So I'm really excited for you. I'm not sure if you've shared your story publicly before, but maybe tell us and our listeners how you became a single parent. Um, Hi, nice to meet everybody. I'm excited to be here. Um, I have wanted to tell my story. I think it's important to tell your story because there's just, um, there's a community in telling your story. Um, And there's always somebody who can relate to you. So I think it's very important. Um, I became a single mom a few a couple years ago. So end of 2019 now. And um, I have three girls. And when I became a single mom, my oldest was about nine. And my youngest was one and a half. Yeah, she was about one and a half at that point. Oh, wow. And my middle was about four. So um, it's been a bit of a journey, but uh, there was a lot that kind of went into um, ending up being a single mom. It took 11 years to finally make that decision, Um, but um, it, it, it was a long time coming. So uh, we had moved out to Grand Prairie and I guess um, it just finally all came to a head that we just, it wasn't going to work out, unfortunately. So I moved back here and then custody battle, all that, and finally um, got my children in July of 2020. Um, 2020? Yes. Would have been 2020. <laughs> We're still in the middle of COVID. Um, isn't that like like that's how we tell time now? Was it before or after the pandemic started? Okay, here we go. There's the timeline. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I've always felt like I was a single parent. I was always on my own with my children. Um, there was, you know, I would give birth, and then he'd be around for a little bit. And no, I'm I'm not knocking him. He had to work, right? And and we can't knock people for that. Um, he had to. He had a job, and he had to go. But uh, it was pretty much any time from birth till the time I left, I, a lot of the time it was on my own. Um, anybody who lives in Alberta knows that the oil field isn't uh, the kindest uh, career path for a family life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very difficult. And um, there's, there's just a lot that comes with that. And I think that on top of a lot of other things contributed to, to me being a single mom. Because you you shared a little bit of your story before um, before we started recording here, and you mentioned that you you originally lived out east, yes, and and that it was the the connection 
or the travels to get to each other was even longer. So how how was that when when you originally lived out east? So when I originally lived out east, I was in school, um, and then once I was done university, it, it was um, I guess that's what that's what people down east do, right? The man goes out to Alberta and comes on back. Um, but for me, I didn't see that as as an opportunity that we needed to pursue. I thought. If you're in Alberta, you must be getting work somewhere. I didn't know much about Alberta at that time and how the whole oil field thing worked just from the perspective of of uh, people from down east. But when I came out, I assumed that he'd be working around town and we'd be seeing each other every day and we could build our life um, as such. Um, for him to be traveling eight hours every three or four weeks and being home for a week, it just didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. There's the jet lag. There's the he's tired from working there's it was just too much um and at that time we only had the one child so i thought well it's not that big of a deal she's only two she's not like in school or anything let's go on out and try alberta and for the first little bit for sure it worked out while we were here in edmonton um but then uh work dried up in edmonton and then he had to start traveling again so off he went uh to to grand prairie but you know, at least it's five hours, five hours drive um, instead of an eight hour flight. So a little bit better, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you're still on your own. Mm-hmm. 100%. Time, right? I can definitely relate to that. I remember when my oldest daughter was really young and me and her dad were trying to make it work. He was in the oil field, so he'd be in Fort Mac for weeks at a time. He'd come back for three or four days, and I'm like, what's the point of this? Like, I'm just a single mom. Like, that's what it felt like. And I honestly hated when he came home because he ruined the schedule. And I was like, can you just stay out there longer? (laughs) You understand, right? It's difficult. And I think that a lot of moms, and that was part of it. And is because you start to meet other moms because you need the community, right? So you start to meet Sally over here, Sandy over here, you're meeting her family, meeting her friends, and you're creating an entire life for yourself. And then he comes home and now you got to kind of fit him in there. And you don't know if he's going to like those people. You don't know if those people are going to like him, right? And then it's a whole other thing. And you're creating an entire life for your kids as well because they're friends with their with their kids and it is it kind of you know and you're planning not knowing the other part is not knowing okay is he coming home next weekend or is he going to work overtime right and then Mm. it's like okay so next weekend he's supposed to be here so i'm going to plan my life like this and then he doesn't come and then it's like okay well now what do we or you don't plan for him to come and then he's like well surprise and you're like well (laughs) No, I gotta read yes. this. Yay. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's difficult. It is very difficult to run a life like that. Incredibly difficult. And to even have a relationship, if we're gonna be honest, to have a relationship with said person outside of children and all of that is incredibly difficult. I'll bet I, I can I can't even imagine, you know, having to try and navigate that kind of relational path like even now when I'm when I'm dating one of my deal breakers is distance if someone is you know out for two weeks I mean Christina this is what you just said I I'm already a single mom I want someone who's going to be a partner and you know that I can tag in and out because like I mean I'm sure there's some great guys who work on the oil sands and you know all of that but 
I've had my fill of being a single mom. Be really nice to have a partner again to share the load and to you know build a life together. Because like you said, Natasha, it's it's almost like the the image I had in my head was like cogs turning neatly and everything connecting, and then a rock comes yeah. in, and it's like it kind of goes over here and goes over there, and it doesn't quite fit. That's right. That's right. And in as much as you want him to fit, because he is your partner, he is your children, your children's father, and um, you want him to also be welcomed home. And there's that part too, where he's now feeling like he's left out of his own life. And and I feel I felt bad because it's like, yeah, you are kind of left out of this life because I've been carrying everything for the last three weeks, and now I got to pretend like you've been a part of that, which you really haven't. Um, it's unfair to say, but you, you really haven't, right? Being on FaceTime for a couple minutes tonight, you really haven't. I've had to parent, really, yeah. this entire time. So becoming a single parent, like you, like you said earlier, Christine, like um, it's definitely, I already knew that I could do it. The work, anyway, I knew I could do the work. Um, the emotional toll is a bit much, but yes. I already knew that I could do the work. I could put them to bed, I could feed them, I could parent them. But the emotional toll of then going to bed on your own, not having anybody to say, holy man, I want to just, I wish they would sleep for three days right now. So I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> That's yep. the dream. That's a dream of every single parent. Can I just sleep for three days, reset, and then I'm good? <laughs> I don't even know if it's single parents. It's all parents. Everyone's all parents. tired. Is it all parents? <laughs> Okay, fair, fair. We'll, inc- we'll include all parents in that. I we'll will. include all parents. Yeah, no, definitely. Just not having somebody to vent to makes it, makes it heavier. Yes, it does. And a question for you is when he was going out of town um, for those long stints and then he was back, what made you realize in the moment like that you did want to officially speak Split then it sounds like you're the one who made the decision were you fighting a lot or was it just the distance that you sort of grew apart or like what made you make that decision um there was quite a bit of mental abuse there and financial abuse and um that kind of stuff so it was just it got to a point where I finally I think got tired like my my mind got tired my body was tired i was and even though at that point we had been living together now and he was coming home every night for two years but it just felt like i'm done i'm done here now um it was the no support and the like in as much as he was there he wasn't there so it was like okay so when he's gone he's gone and even when he's here he's not here so what what exactly are you doing here? Um, and the and the manipulation and all of that, I I was just, I was done. Yeah, that that mental stuff. I went through that too. Mm-hmm. That that feeling of feeling alone in a relationship is the worst. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard from so many um, people, both men and women, that it's better to be alone than feel lonely within a relationship or within a marriage and I totally hear where you're coming from with that because that that was me too that was absolutely me in my relationship and it felt it it felt awful like you it it affects and I'm not sure if this was true for you but for me it affected my sense of self-worth and and I'm it sounds like that that was kind of the same for you as well oh 100 percent it definitely affected my self-worth and how I looked at myself as a parent 
um, as a person. And like at that point too, um, we'd had our third child, uh, so 2018. And so I'm looking at everything and I'm going, um, I can't find myself here. I don't see myself. It was almost like I was watching it happen. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching somebody look after my three children. Somebody was doing all of the things and I was there, but I was not there. I was not there mentally. I couldn't give to them very much. I was doing the very bare minimum. Oh, I'm doing the lunches. I'm dropping off at school. I, I, what do you need from the, you know, um, do you have a, a field, field day coming up? Like bare minimum, just doing what I could to present myself as a mom, but as a person, I wasn't there. Almost like a sense of uh, a loss of identity, almost like, who am I? Who am I at the end of the day? Yes, I'm mom, but like, you're just sort of going through the motions. And I remember being tunnel visioned like that, too. And I think so many moms can empathize with you in that because it's so tough. Like, I remember the same thing. Like, I was like, yeah make the lunch if they even got a decent one who knows like you would hope for the best but sometimes it was like pre-packaged stuff like here's a lunchable like I was over it and then yeah get them to school and it was like this sense of relief and I hated that feeling of I couldn't wait to drop off my kids because I was so mentally drained and then I would want to sleep like I was like I'm so done so is that something that you feel like you felt as you were going through it definitely the i can't wait to drop you off which is you know like you want to spend time with your kids but it's just like i'm so done i'm done being touched i'm done being Mm -hmm. called out to i'm done being um wiping your bum and just i'm done like i'm done um and then you'd sit there and think okay what did he do to help me today um did he at least clean the bathroom or even take out the garbage or just what did he do? And then, and then it be, you know, started becoming a little bit resentful. And I'm not that type of person. I don't like to be resentful. I want to be able to be, um, I don't like those kinds of feelings. And I'm looking at it going, you get to watch your hockey game. Meanwhile, I've been on my feet with a baby strapped to me all day who's crying because my third baby, she wasn't colicky, but she threw up all the time. Oh, um, I had to constantly be feeding her or or keep her up so she wasn't throwing up all the time. And mm-hmm. I tried so many different things to try to figure out why she was. She eventually grew out of it. But those first seven months or eight months were rough, right? Um, I'm having to feed her. And then I have a three-year-old who's, or two-year-old who's hungry. And like, it was just a lot, right? Um, and then it just it just started to break down where, you know, like that numb feeling where you just start to go, okay, I, I don't care about the other person anymore. Um, I just, I have to figure out what's here. Um, and Survival I was trying mode. to, yeah. yeah, I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I need to go back to work because I need to contribute financially because I was not a, not that I didn't enjoy being a stay-at-home mom, but I struggled with depending on someone else. Mm. And mm-hmm. I became mm-hmm. a single parent as the whole process started. I realized that it was, I was pretty, my gut was onto something that relying on him or thinking that I'm relying on him was definitely not one of the smartest <laughs> things I've done. But at the time, like you're thinking we're a partnership, right? We're working together towards the same common goal. And, but obviously his mind was somewhere else and mine was obviously in some, you know, we weren't on the same page. So 
trying to find a job or like who's going to hire a mom with three babies at that point right especially young like that where you gotta and i knew too it's not like i could depend on him and say hey so and so sick can you go pick them up it would always have to be me yes so yeah it was like who's gonna hire mom at that point who's got to be in and out every five minutes so it took some time but um I think, and I'm, I don't come from a divorced family, so this is very unfamiliar ground to me, very unfamiliar. Um, and I'm kind of learning everything on my own because I don't have anybody to say, hey, so here, what did you do here? They don't know. They weren't, you know, my parents are still together. So and all my friends are still pretty much married. And so I'm really trying to walk this line, trying to wade through the mud and figure it out. It's really interesting hearing from you about, um, and this is kind of a, a big picture kind of a topic, but just the, like being a stay-at-home mom, it's like you are expected to go 24-7. But if your spouse or partner is working outside the home, he's quote-unquote allowed to have time to, you know, relax in the evening and, and all of that. And I always had a really hard time with that. A really yeah. hard time with that because it's it's not like your day ends after the work day. You still have parenting. You are a parent. You are a spouse. You are a partner. They all need your attention as well. Mm-hmm. Is it important to have time to decompress? Absolutely. But it's important for both of you to have that time and for both of you to say, look, I know you've been working. Would you like, you know, do you need some time to regroup? <clears throat> do you want to do it later? Like, you know, there that mutual support and yeah. and when you were talking I'm like yes absolutely like I went through that too and it sucks mm-hmm. so much when you feel underappreciated that you're just expected to shoulder everything yeah. and that's why I mm-hmm. never worked full-time outside the home because like you said you are expected to go and deal with the sick kids and pick them up and that's just not going to work for a full-time job no mm-hmm. it's not and it especially and sadly I still I hate to say this but it's still a woman it's still, it's still expected that it's a woman's job to manage that oh they, i don't like that percent. <laughs> and i don't know if i blame the school what well, i don't i don't blame anybody but that's the way it's always been the very first phone call you'll make is to mom you won't call dad first right you're gonna call mom hey so-and-so is sick are you gonna come through right um and even now still um when my kids get sick the first call they make to me and i'll bear it the other time the last time she did she was like, ah, oh, would you rather I called her dad? And I thought to myself, no, because he's not here. He's never here. And yes. she doesn't know that. And I don't want to get irritated with her. But in the same time, I'm like, you can, but it's so important. <laughs> You're welcome to. <laughs> Give it a try. See what happens. <laughs> he's probably out of town. <laughs> I can relate totally to that. Oh, man, that's the worst. I remember um, with my oldest, I like her dad and I, we were trying to work things out. He's like, just stay home, be a stay at home mom. And I remember having the conversation with my mom and I, I said, I don't know, like, should I stay home? Should I go back to work? And she's like, you go back to work. Yes. You cannot trust nobody. (laughs) So I went back to work and it was stressful because he worked out of town. And if she did get sick, it always landed on my shoulders. And then, you know, eventually I was just like, I'm doing this alone anyway. So what the hell? Like we just fight all the time. I'm out of here. But I remember thinking like I have to work like I was a manager so I was like so important to make sure that I was there and I had to make sure I covered the store or whatever and I remember feeling really stressed out and 
thankfully I had good staff and I was like, I'll pay you to pick up my kid from daycare. Don't work today. I'll work. (laughs) And she's like, sweet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, and I, and I totally relate to that. My dad, actually my dad, I talked to my family about staying home and uh, my dad was like, no, go to work. I wish I had listened. Mm-hmm. Parents uh, always know. Right. And, and they had said, no, you go to work. And also I had just completed my degree and blah, blah, blah. And so it was like, what are you doing? You just spent the last however many years. And I had gotten pregnant when I was still in university. So I was now having baby and doing university. And oh, I guess wow. to them it was like, you just did all of this to stay home, like make it make sense. Right. Um, and for a while I worked um, with my first, when it was just my one child and she was pretty easy. I have to be honest. My first child was pretty easy. She kind of fooled me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I just had this conversation yep. yesterday. The first one always fools you yes. because the second one turns out to be like this demon child. <laughs> she brutal. Like she, the only thing I had issues with her was the sleep. She didn't sleep, but otherwise, and which was interesting because even though she didn't sleep, she didn't throw tantrums. She wasn't like a cry, nothing. It was like she just didn't sleep. And that was her only thing. Um, so I went to work, but it was almost like he had no regard for whatever I did for work because it wasn't oil fields. I wasn't bringing in enough money. It was like, yes. what's the point of this? Like, you're not making enough money to do anything. And it's like, I still have to work to get to where I need to get to. You don't automatically go to work and become a manager. That's not how that works. No. Right? Like you start from somewhere and then build yourself up. But that was not to him. It was a waste of money and a waste of time. And it was like, but it's not to me. So there was a lot of that. And it just became it just got to a point where it was like, OK, I obviously need to just take a step back, um, maybe stay home with the kids, see how that functions. But in that lost my identity. So it was just it was a long journey. And one thing I don't like nowadays when people talk about, oh, everybody's just getting divorced. Everybody just chooses to. I'm like, you, you have to realize that it's not a overnight decision, especially if a woman is leaving. It is not an overnight decision. It's not like, oh, you, you made me mad today. So tomorrow I'm divorcing you. It is not that. It's a no. full, almost two years. And a lot of people um, will tell you that it's, you almost t- it's two years. And when you're checking out, you're checking out over, a period of time and for me mm-hmm. I can attest that it was definitely two years it was mm-hmm. 2017 to 2019 I could feel myself just checking out and then mm-hmm. finally done I was like yeah I'm okay with this mm-hmm. um and they always feel shocked it's it's not funny but it's funny they always like well where did this come from it's like well <laughs> you obviously haven't noticed that the last two years I haven't bothered to ask you to take the garbage out. I haven't bothered to ask you to help me with anything. I haven't bothered to say I need this or that. I haven't bothered. I've just done it all on my own because my mind has told me that we're done here. So just now figure it all out. Mm-hmm. They don't notice that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting hearing from that side of things because I was on the opposite side. And so it's actually good to hear that perspective of like slowly you just you just withdraw and you you know you get to that point where it is there a point in talking about it anymore and um yeah yeah that's that can't have been an easy decision to to make there because I'm sure to some extent like you I don't think you were working at the time so to some extent there was probably a consideration of well what's going to happen 
next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it was definitely a process in trying to figure out if that was the right decision. And, and like you said, what would happen? And, um, you know, I'm just going to take a sidebar, kind of. When we went up uh, to Grand Prairie, he was driving the U-Haul and I was driving our truck with the kids. Um, and as I'm driving up there, I'm thinking, okay, this is where we're going. This is life. You know, it's going to be better because we're going to be together, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as we pulled up to where we were going to stay, um, I heard a very loud, distinct voice say, this is it. And I thought, yeah, this is it. This is where we're going to stay. And I actually, I thought my daughter said it, but she hadn't said it. And he hadn't said it because he hadn't even pulled up yet. So he wouldn't have said it. And I thought, okay, that's strange. Anyway, I got out the car, was starting to take the kiddos out. Um, and I heard the voice again as we and went into the house. This is it. And so I said, what did you say to my daughter? She's like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, where, where is this coming from? Because he still hadn't gotten out the truck at that point. So it couldn't have been him. And my other two weren't quite talking yet. Um, and I'm going through around the house and I'm like, yep, this is it. This is where we're staying. This is great. Went down to the basement. The voice got a little quieter, but same thing. This is it. And so now I'm getting irritated because I'm like, okay, I know this is what we're staying. And who the heck keeps saying this? I know. <laughs> um, and finally, at the end, um, he was in the house, put a truck, you know, moving stuff up the stairs. And I heard it one more time, like, this is it. And at that point, I actually said out loud, I know, I know this is where we're staying. Um, and then he was like, what did you say? And I was like, I don't know. Something keeps saying this is it. Um, and two years later, it dawned on me. And then I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, okay, is this it? Is this what it was that I'm pregnant again? And it was like, nope. And two years later, when I told him I was done, it was like that voice again and said, this is it. This is what you were going towards. This is what I was talking about. This is where you need to be, but we're done. And this is it. And I never heard the voice again after that. Wow. It was a weird thing. And it wasn't Your like intuition or like yeah. some some sort of guide was telling you something. And yeah. it was loud and clear. Like that's that's huge. And I got chills when you were saying that. I was yeah. like, wow. It yeah. was like, and and the moment that I did tell him that I was done and it said this is it. Like I cried that night and I was like, so two years I've been waiting for whatever this was and this was it like I would never have imagined that I would have left him because it was incredibly it was a difficult relationship but and I knew that I shouldn't be there but you don't know um how to get out of things like how are you supposed to get out of that right and how are you supposed to figure it out and um yeah yeah, I'm wondering how you went about it, too, um, because you said there was some financial abuse. And if you weren't working, was that one of your biggest fears is how am I going to raise these kids without money? Like, is he going to pay me child support? You hear horror stories as you're prepping to be a single parent about like dad's not paying. So you're like, do I just go and wing it or do I try and like take money and save it somewhere? Like, where is it coming from? Is it coming from <laughs> It was interesting the first time, the day I told him, so I told him on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and by the Thursday, I had a job. So I had applied on like Monday. By the Thursday, I had a job um, and I was working by the next Monday. And then on that Friday, I got my citizenship. Like it was just like things started to fall into place like crazy. Um, 
and that job wasn't paying me a whole lot. So it was like, that's fine. At least I got somewhere to start. Right. I've still got a place to live right now. I, I've still got somewhere to keep my kids. And uh, then I applied for jobs. I was just applying. Absolutely. Anyway, just applying. Um, and I actually had forgotten I'd applied for a job in Edmonton. Didn't even think about it because Edmonton to me um, feels like home in Canada. Um, so I had applied to some jobs in Edmonton and then I got a call and I was like, don't remember applying, but sure, let's have the interview. Um, <laughs> I love your attitude there. You're like, what? Oh, well, let's just roll with it. Sure. Roll sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually didn't think the interview went well because I was actually driving and talking and I was like, well, I don't know, I'm all over the place. Um, and then when they had the, it was supposed to be an in-person interview and I had to be like, I had to come up to Grand Prairie for something. They were like, absolutely fine. Let's just do Zoom. And this is before the pandemic. So I was like, okay, great. Um, had the interview via Zoom and then had the, got the job. So uh, moved up, moved back here in January, um, paid me a little bit more, found myself somewhere to live. Um, and it just kind of fell into place. And then I didn't get my children until July of 2020. So it was a solid seven months. I probably saw them two and a half weeks, three weeks out of that seven months because he was just very controlling and it was a lot of um, parental alienation happening in there. It, it was just not fun. So July is when we had our court date um, and then I got them, yeah, end of July. So it was just everything needed to fall into place. And I, and I always think about, well, that was a long time. Seven months was a long time, but I think... I had to set myself up, right? Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine having trying to figure out my new job, figure out my new life on top of trying to be a parent, on top of him still being abusive. It was just, you know, I, it was hard. Seven months was a long time, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. Then you go from having your kids all the time to not having them at all. It was incredibly difficult, but I think there's a purpose, right? For everything. There's a reason that happened the way it happened. And yeah. Right. So it was a process. Was. For sure. For sure. But. And I, like Christina, I, I got chills when you were talking about hearing that voice. Cause I've gone through that a couple of times mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of comforting to know that someone or something is like, Hey, Hey, looking out for you. You know, yeah. here's, here's, you know, some little messages, little signs. And I, I fully believe in, in stuff like that. I'm, you know, religious myself, but I know not everyone is, but I think that that voice speaks to everybody. And yes. the fact that you were open to hearing it, it sounds like you were, you know, like, like we said before, you were kind of already in that place and you were so open to hearing it and, and you just followed your path. And I think that is so badass of you I love that I love that that you just mm -hmm. took it and you ran with it and things clicked into place and you did what you had to do to set yourself up to set your kids up to you know all of that and you you're such a badass woman I just wanted to to tell you that because you know it it's not easy it's not easy to make that decision and I know for myself I was on the other side of it and it it hurt like hell but I also know coming to that decision couldn't have been easy, you know, because yeah. I, I hear your story and I've heard other people's stories and, and that takes a hell of a lot of strength to, to do that. 
It does. And I think it needs to be more obvious to people that you don't choose to be a single mom because this is cool. This is the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just situations where you can no longer, you can't, you can no longer hold on. And um, like you said, you're on the other side of that. And again, you didn't choose that, right? It's not something that you would have chosen for yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's very, very, it's pertinent for people to understand that people aren't leaving their husbands or whatever to chase a paycheck or to get child support. Because really, why? Why would you do that? If you stay with the person, you still get that money. Why would you, if that's really what you were after, right? Yeah. Um, and child support isn't the be all and end all. You can have all the child support in the world, but if you have no support around you, you're parenting on your own, um, you're literally doing everything on your own. What is the, you know, like it, it doesn't really help you in the end. So I think it's important for people to understand that this is not a path that people choose lightly. We don't take it very lightly. And I certainly don't. And I know that I have a few cousins as well who've since left their their husbands. And I come up from a culture where it's like, hold on, it's fine. That's what men do. It'll be fine. Just yeah. carry on, you know. Um, but I think we're also in that generation where it's like, no, I deserve to be happy. I deserve for my children to be happy. And um, if nothing else, if nothing else, your children deserve a life where you are genuinely happy. So what I'm curious about is what's your co-parenting situation now? Because it sounds like, did he withhold the kids for those whole seven months then? So does he see the kids now? He does, um, but right, like, again, he's away, right? Mm-hmm. So um, whenever he comes back, he gets to see them. I'm very I'm very generous. I'm okay with, you know, you have to work and you have to do what you have to do. So whenever you're ready, you can see the children. We still have a court order in place. Um, yeah. And we're just trying to change it up a little bit so that it, it fits with when he's home or whichever. Um, so it was once the judge which is something that doesn't happen very often according to my lawyer is that the judge recognizes parental alienation a lot of judges don't um they don't take it into consideration a whole lot so my lawyer was like i'm really blown away that she honed in on that and paid attention to it because she could have just said ah the kids have a house in grand prairie they stay there looked at you you know the whole situation as opposed to just a part of it right um so I think it, it, it's it's something that I have to be very, very grateful for because I, I remember going into the court, well, we were on Zoom, but thinking whatever direction this goes, I have to make a decision. Um, I would have had to head back to Grand Prairie and all that stuff, but I was prepared for that. I was prepared for the worst because my lawyer had told me sometimes these when you want to move your children from one place to another um it can be very very difficult they consider a lot of things but it seems this judge was very was very very thorough in reading everything and um, made the decision based on that and so because my the, the the court order in place at that time was that i would get them every second weekend but that was not happening so she turned around and said we're just going to do the same thing to you we'll give you every second weekend um, and you figure it out what you, you know, how you see them, because 
um, it seems like you thought that she didn't deserve the children at all. So we'll cut back your time. And she was intense. She was an intense judge. Um, Sounds like and, you got a good judge. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, oh, yeah. And I had asked for laws and everything like that. And she's like, no, I don't like it when police go and drag children out of the home. I would sooner put one of you in jail than drag the children out of the home. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we won't put that in there. So but <laughs> definitely a journey. And I think a lot of parents, and when I see people asking questions on the single moms page, and I'm like, this is hard for a lot of people. The system does not always work um, the way it works for me. And I have to be honest about it. Um, the system doesn't always work the way it worked for me. And that's something that like, I, I know I'm grateful for as well, because Christine and I have had a few conversations like on the support side of things where, you know, like, like for you, not everyone gets a good judge. Yeah. You know, not everyone gets a judge that is a strong advocate for the kids and does what's best for the kids. And not everyone is in the situation where they're able, you know, where they receive support from from their ex I know for myself I'm very lucky and I try to give back like I do you know donate to um you know Kaleo Collective the single moms group that that we all belong to I you know donate to that or I you know donate to to other uh, organizations too because I know I know how lucky I am and and there's there's enough to go around and I want to pass that that good karma energy you know back to other people to to help because um yeah not not everybody is so lucky to get that and has you know has that set up so um and i'm so glad that you got a a good judge Mm -hmm. Uh, because going through the court system i'm so glad i didn't have to do that um christina i don't think did you have to go Mm. through the court system um i did with my first daughter i it was a hell (laughs) like it was a lot of back and forth but um I think, well, I went with my youngest too, but just for child support because he just, he wouldn't pay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't pay, so. And this is no knock to all oil field guys because I don't think they're all like that. But I think they have a, whatever conversations they have with each other on site um, is very one-sided, right? Um, and I think they egg each other on. It's almost like a locker room right um where they this is the what i get and from other women too who say like they feel like they talk a lot about how awful women are and how awful they are and how we are money hungry people and you know and it's it's almost like they forget the part where you're still the father of those children you're not there so who do you think is with those children uh who do you think is feeding the children how do you think they're getting fed how do you think they're getting clothed like it's almost like they forget all of that and they just focus on she wants my money well for what she when you were together when you were together you were giving her money do you remember that like you were paying the bills so how do you think she's doing it now and yes she might be working but she still is taking care of your children primarily and you were yes. taking care of those children before when you were together. How do you think she was taking care of the children? Like for free? Like, I don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Yes, the care of the children does not become free when you are no longer together. It it still needs to happen. It's still, you know, they still need to eat food. They still need to wear clothing and all the rest of it. Yeah. No, abs- absolutely. I wonder if it's because of the because the relationship between the two of you has changed. It's like there's a there's a flip, right? It's like, well, we're now no longer together, so now you know you're just taking from me and and all of that. But even like, because it sounds like you have your kids the majority of the time, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, in in working and raising kids, like I you know, both Christine and I are, are doing that. You have a finite amount of energy, yes. you know, you, you do. And I know there are some days where I don't get a lot done at work because the kids are sick or, you know, we have activities or, you know, I'm having a really low energy day and there's just, mm-hmm. I don't have the capacity and something's got to give, right? Yeah. Like it's just not, it's not possible to every day work eight hours, then be full-time mom, maybe have some time for yourself. I don't know, go socialize, maybe date, self-care. What the hell is that when you're trying to, you know, take care of everybody else? And, and you just, yeah, you have this finite amount of energy and, um, it's it hard. Just, it, it is hard. It's draining. It's yeah. draining after and I a think while. That's the part where they don't get it. And, and I know for sure for my ex, um, I'll hear comments now, like I will, okay, I'll take them on Saturday because I need to rest. And I'll take them Saturday at noon or Saturday late afternoon so I can, you know, I, otherwise I'm just working in kids. And I'm like, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, hi. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Funny story. I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> oh, you want to sleep in? What's that? What's that? Right. Oh, my gosh. You guys. Okay. Listeners, you did not see Natasha's face when she said that. It was like light bulb. <laughs> I love when they say that they would like them in the afternoon. I was like, oh, so you can sleep in. Right. I was thinking more like 6 a.m. That's <laughs> a little bit more realistic. Here. Right. When they get up. How about that? Yeah. As soon as their eyes open, come get them. Right. Because yeah. it's like, and, and, and I wanted to say, and he kept saying this, like, I also want some time off. And I kept thinking, I literally go from waking them up, taking them to school, come back home, work make supper go pick them up come that's all i'm doing like that's literally all i do kids work kids work kids there's no in between and then you want to pile on all these activities that i have to run around the city with them like you don't quite grasp um uh, and then i have to parent that's the part too like we're not just um chauffeurs or, or nurses or whatever we have to parent there's a level there that that they don't quite get or maybe they do but they don't they're like whatever figure it out but you have to parent we still have to care about them we still have to talk to them about what's going on at school what's going on in their life their feelings everything we still have to talk about you know wrong and right i still have to um take them to church and you know teach them about god teach them about being kind about being i there's so much that i still have to do outside of just being there to you know feed them and clothe them yeah it's so to it Oh, 100%. Because anyone can do the tasks. I was actually talking to a, a mom friend of mine who who is married. And she kind of run it, runs into that with, with her husband a little bit where anyone can do the tasks. 
you can dry them, you can feed them, you can clothe them. Those are all tasks that need to be done. But like you're saying, the parenting part of it, and I don't know about you, I, I, I have two kids and generally I am having two simultaneous conversations about completely different things. Yes. And and for you, like you have three. So you have three kids to field mom, 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 as you're driving, maybe trying to listen to, I don't know, a podcast or something to enrich your own life and, and multitasking all the things you know and and it doesn't it doesn't stop no nope. that's the thing doesn't it, it doesn't stop you have to keep going and going and i i actually wonder about this with my own ex because our arrangement is 80 20 so he gets them every second weekend approximately depending on our schedule um but for him I've been feeling lately like I am the subpar parent because there have been many times where the kids have gotten to school late or I've missed something or whatnot. But then I remind myself, but he only has to sustain it for a couple of days. And not even I, school days. And not even school days, right? You can sleep so, and stay up late yeah. and ruin your whole routine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I have to sustain this for like two weeks yes. at a time, including the school mm. and activities. And because he, yeah, like like with you, he doesn't do the driving to soccer. He doesn't do the driving to gymnastics. You know, he doesn't do any of those things and and it's you made an interesting point that it's very different when you have to sustain it it's like we're in the marathon and they can just sprint and be fun and all the things and the kids just have a great time and that they come back to you and they say things like oh I just this is the worst day ever and I'm like you know what I did so much for you today <laughs> so or I want to go back to dad's house. what are we doing today what are we doing today and I'm like mom has got to clean so you're gonna figure out what you want to do <laughs> it is easy for your dad to come pick you up and you go to Chucky and you go do this and you're painting and you're blah and you're blah like yeah. great I'm glad because he doesn't have to do anything else you know they <laughs> you are out and you know he doesn't have to worry about it but mom has to look at the house and go look at the toys look at the clothes laundry <laughs> yes. everything that i gotta manage right um mm -hmm. and and it's not and for me the three children the parenting part is hard because the three of them are at different stages i've got a four-year-old a six-year-old and a 12-year-old my 12-year-old right. is getting 18 so our conversations have to change i have to gear up with my six-year-old i it's about whatever she's kind of going, you know, six is a very deep feeling kind of emotional stage too. And then my four-year-old is just mommy, 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 mommy. She's still very attached. And so I have to have a different conversation. Like I'm, it's constant, it's constant. So it's, it's a different ball game being a single parent for sure. No, hundred percent. And it's, it's interesting how you have to, you know, adjust your parenting for, for each, each stage. Right. And, and for him to be able to come and, you know, he gets to sleep in and he gets to deal with the kids on on his day off. You know, that that was something I was I was in a short term relationship last year. And that was one thing that I envied, but also thought you don't quite know what I'm dealing with on my side of things, because him being a shift worker, he would have his daughter when he was not working. Yep. And so I thought, like, you can just dial totally into being a dad. You don't have to worry about balancing the work and the after and the after work stuff, because you spend all your energy at work, but you don't have to worry about like, okay, now I have to shift into seventh and eighth gear to finish off the day, right? And and that was something that, um, like with with shift work, I kind of envied that that part of it, because it would be so nice to be able to just dial into being a mom, yes, and 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 just you know not to worry about work and everything else but just be 
a mom and I find I lose that. Do you do you find that too? Like you kind of get lost in in the day to day sometimes? Yep, absolutely. And I would love to be able to just sit and just be mom and just enjoy them and let them enjoy me. And but it's just it's so hard. It's really, really mm -hmm. tough. And I, it's heavy on my heart by the end of the day. Um, my four year old lately has been saying, Mom, all we ever do is go to daycare and you're working and then I come home and you got you're making supper. You don't and I'm I'm like, I want to, I don't know what to say to you because I know that and I feel that to the bottom of my heart that that's what it seems like. I, I wake up, I take you to daycare, I pick you up, we eat, we go to bed. Um, I know that. I see that and I understand it. Um, and I guess it's comparing myself to her, to their dad because their dad exactly is he's exactly he's there and just can full on be dad and I can't I can't yeah. um, and that's the one thing that's unfair I I feel like I wish I could take like weeks off at a time or whatever it was so that I could just full time be mom and um, my my first had a really really hard time when I went back to work. Um, and I remember her saying like, mom, I wish you didn't have to go to work. Why do you have to go to work all of a sudden? And I kept thinking, well, babe, like, I don't really have a choice, sweetheart. I really don't. And I need to be able to provide for you. And at that time, I couldn't really explain that to her. But for her, that was hard. Not having you pick, you know, I wasn't there to pick her up from school. I wasn't there to, um, it, it was really hard for her. So what, what would be your, your message then for, for single parents? What would you like people to take away from your story? Um, I know this seems cliche and everybody probably say this, but build community. But before you do that, build a community within yourself and figure out what it is you, you left or, or whatever happened, the relationship is over. Where are you now as a person and take care of that first. And then because your children are going to need you to be mentally there and mentally prepared to, to adjust to things. Um, and then start to bring the right people back into your life. Because with breaking up a relationship means that now you've dropped a bunch of people. Um, and that's okay, because those people are obviously not necessary to your journey that going forward. Um, and it's easy to say that I know, and I know it's hard for me even still to look at someone and go, I used to be friends with you, but I guess we're done. But it's very, very important to stay focused on rebuilding you first and then start bringing in your community. Um, because once you know who you are, you know who you want to build your community around and your kids to know people around that you need or they need. Um, and then maybe date eventually. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I'm going through that right now. Yes, yes. I got to tell you, that's one of the things, trying to fit that into you know yeah. work and parenting and all the rest of it. So it's, it kind of ebbs and flows now. It's like, yeah. I, do I have capacity? Not really. Well, okay, we're going to have to dial it back a little bit and regroup. Yeah. And then, you know, yes, yes. We do actually have a dating episode. So both for Natasha and for the rest of our listeners, we do have a dating episode that few that we've talked about our experiences. We have a dating coach as well um, on one of our episodes. And uh, yeah, that's well, <laughs> added to the list of things we have to do for ourselves, right? Well, thank you so much for for coming on today and for for sharing your story natasha we really appreciate you being so vulnerable and and talking so openly so thank you thank you so thank much thank you so much ladies i look forward to talking to you again for sure 
Awesome. Beautiful. So for the rest of our, our listeners, uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on uh, our podcast here, wherever you choose to listen to it. Um, you'll find more great episodes, both from the last year and new ones coming up. We can't wait to share more content with you. Um, and until then, we'll catch you on the next episode. You can find more great episodes featuring helpful information and amazing stories by searching Single Parent Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit www.lifesongfilms.com and click podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're we're all all in this together. together.